Welcome to the Alcohol Freedom Podcast, where we're bringing you a modern and judgment-free conversation about how we relate to our drinking habits. I'm Michelle Kapler, and you've got episode 29. Hello, my friends. I'm glad you're here. Is it spring yet? My Canadian winter resilience is waning. At my house, we're heated exclusively with wood. We burn logs outside in a wood boiler, which heats our house through in-floor radiant heating. We also have an internal wood stove, which I love. I get so much pleasure from being by my wood stove in front of the fire. It feels like this very primal form of comfort. But it happens every year that we get to mid-March and we get a bit of house heating fatigue. Usually, I really like the idea that we have to go do something so tangible in order to heat our home. We get full tree trunks dropped off from our friends down the road who own a tree removal company. And we have to get out the chainsaw and the axe and the hatchet and break it down into pieces. And then we haul it all over the place to put it in various storage areas. And then we take it to the places that we actually burn the logs. We get the kids involved, they help. I think it's an amazing lesson to learn as a kid. And all of this effort results in being able to keep our house warm in the winter. But come mid-March, I always think to myself, it would be so nice to just flick a switch on to heat our home. And then before we know it, we can open the windows and stop the heat altogether. But there's always this mid-March grumbling that happens. So that's where I'm at today. So this week, I want to talk about this concept of I can never drink again versus I can drink anytime I want to. I can never drink again is a belief that's commonly adopted among those folks who choose to use 12-step programs such as Alcoholics Anonymous to address their problematic relationship with drinking. And this belief comes from the framework that alcoholism is a disease that someone is genetically inclined to suffer from. It's unchangeable and will result in a lifelong struggle with one's relationship to alcohol. So before 12-step program devotees send me all kinds of hate mail, I want to acknowledge that this belief works for some people, that adopting this belief is important and life-saving for some folks. I want to be clear that I'm not making the statement that alcoholism, as it's defined, does not exist. It does exist, simply because many people believe that it exists. And at the same time, I want to explore the idea that maybe some people might benefit from thinking about it a little bit differently. When I think back to the days when I was a heavy drinker, before I started living an alcohol-free life, the idea that I could never drink again was an idea that terrified me. And to be honest, it was a major reason why it took me so long to make a change in the way I was relating to my drinking. The idea that overcoming my problematic relationship to alcohol would require a commitment to this belief that people with drinking problems are alcoholics and after they admit it, they can simply never drink again. This was just something I couldn't wrap my brain around. While some people find freedom and relief in that idea, I just felt trapped between a rock and a hard place. I just didn't identify as somebody who needed to walk that path in that way. There was just no good option for me. So I spent years just doing nothing about my drinking problem and alcohol misuse because the idea that I would need to cross this line into an identity that I would have to live with for the rest of my life just kept me from moving forward in any meaningful way. 
And this is the feedback that I get from a lot of women that I work with and talk about this with, that because the only option is to become a non-drinker forever, people tend to let it get worse and worse. They let it fester until things get so bad that they just have no choice but to make a change. But what if lifelong abstinence wasn't the only option? What if living an alcohol-free life was framed as a choice rather than something someone was condemned to suffer with for the rest of their existence? Of course, I can only speculate in hindsight, but I suspect that if the solution to my drinking problem had been framed in a different way, I probably wouldn't have waited so long to make a change. So when we look at the options for beliefs that we can adopt when it comes to our drinking, and yes, they are beliefs as opposed to evidence or fact rooted in physiological or neurological anatomy and function, we are really looking at the idea that alcoholic brains are diseased brains. They are defective brains and they cannot change. And if this belief is something that helps someone live a better life, I am all for it. But if you're someone like me and that belief just doesn't align with how you see the world, it might be interesting to look at it a different way. So my belief when it comes to all of this is that I can drink whenever I want to because I'm an adult and I have a car and I have money and I have free will. I can drive to the grocery store and buy a bottle of wine whenever I want to. I believe that I can do all of these things if I want to. Because when I look at the neuroscience of what's going on with my brain and how my drinking habit and alcohol misuse were formed, I don't see disease. I don't see anomaly. I don't see something static and unchangeable. Brains are actually highly changeable. And just like anything else in human physiology and psychology, brains evolve over time. They adapt. They're an intricate dance between instinct and higher cognitive function, which is also called consciousness, creates the possibility of many different outcomes when it comes to alcohol use or, quite frankly, any other habit-forming behavior for that matter. When I started living an alcohol-free life two years ago, a period of abstinence actually was a necessary part of my journey. And I do advocate for taking a break for an extended period of time for anybody who wants to do this work. Taking the actual stimulus that is the thing that we're addicted to out of the equation for a while just makes the process more straightforward. But it's also my belief, which is rooted in neuroscience, that as we do this work in a conscious and deliberate way, that is, using cognitive psychology, thought work, coaching, and community, the brain actually changes over time. It actually rewires itself. Just like it adapted and changed when your drinking habit was forming, it also adapts and changes when we're unpacking and deprogramming the habit. The way our brains evolve is not a unidirectional valve or a one-way street. We can change it in any way we want to as long as we're making deliberate choices. And because it is my belief that my brain has changed as I have done this work over the last few years, I know that if I choose to drink, I won't be automatically back to square one with my habits and behaviors around drinking. It's my belief that I will not automatically be catapulted back into my old feelings of loss of control and being at the mercy of a substance. Will there be old neural pathways that are reignited? Probably. Will there be sensations in my body that are alarming or difficult? Almost definitely. But to think that I'm going to pick up right where I left off with no ability to create a different outcome completely discounts all of the work that I've done. All of the evidence that I've gathered to support the idea that I've become a different person in this process. 
And that leads me to believe that I can drink if I want to. I am an adult with money. I can drive to a grocery store, buy a bottle of wine, pour it into a glass and ingest it. I have free will. I can do all of these things. But at the end of the day, I just don't want to. Now that I've experienced life without drinking, a life that's better and more beautiful than I ever could have imagined, the idea of experiencing even one day without the full use of my brain, without the entire spectrum of human emotion to experience, without feeling like my body is feeling less functional or in a great deal of discomfort. Yeah, I remember what hangovers are like. The idea of spending even one day like that is just not something I'm interested in right now. That being said, it's my belief that it's my option to choose that. I also have the option to choose to drink if I want to. I have the ability to pour alcohol into a glass and ingest it, fully knowing the results that I'm going to create if I make that choice. And for now, the creation of those results is just not worth it. But at some point, at any time I choose, I might decide that it is worth it. I might decide that I want a glass of wine or several glasses of wine. I can have as many as I want, and I will make the choice to drink them with eyes fully wide open, fully aware of my reasons for wanting to drink, fully aware of the results that I will create if I take that action, and without any guilt or shame, knowing that I chose it on purpose ahead of time. I can drink if I want to. I just don't want to right now. So what would it be like if I told you that it was possible to change your relationship with your drinking without having to abstain for the rest of your life? What if there was an option to do this in a way that didn't involve renouncing your power and choice to something outside of yourself? What if there was a solution that let you be completely in the driver's seat? How would that change the way you think about changing your relationship with alcohol? What thoughts would come up for you when you think about living an alcohol-free life, knowing that you can drink whenever you want to? For me, that resonates so deeply, and it really feels like the missing piece. When I first heard it's possible to do this in a different way than what is reflected in mainstream media and culture, well, it changed everything for me, and it made it possible for me to open up to being able to do it in a different way and create a different outcome. So if this sounds like something that you can get on board with, let's have a conversation about how I can help you create the exact relationship you want with alcohol in the exact way that you want to. You choose a time, we get on Zoom, you tell me all about you, and then I tell you how I can help you get off the hamster wheel of your drinking problem. It's actually more simple than you'd think. You're going to head over to michellecapler.com and book your free 60-minute consultation today. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, you've got this, my friend.